Support for I Love Queso So Much comes from no one. All of our sponsors are fake. Previously on I Love Queso So Much. Well, I, I, don't, no, I don't like to blow dry my hair anymore. You know, you could, you, could have, you could have podcast day. I can make something a day just by declaring it to be so. From Bryce's apartment in Austin, this is I Love Queso So Much, one queso reviewed week by week. I'm Bryce Seifert. Something has been bugging me since the beginning of this investigation. We started one year ago, today, exactly, Halloween 2016. What were we thinking? Releasing a new show on a holiday? It didn't get a lot of attention. But that's not what troubles me. What troubles me is how little we still know. There's just so much queso. You start to follow one lead, then someone tweets us, oh no, this, this one is the best queso. And then you try it, it's good, but you're still trying to piece the facts together. Is it really better than Matt's El Rancho? That's Dalton Vingler, co-host and co-producer of the podcast. A year ago, Dalton agreed to join me on this unsolved case to find the best queso in Austin, a case no one else wanted to touch, or at least make a podcast about. It just doesn't make any sense. There's so many podcasts about useless things. How is there not one dedicated exclusively to reviewing Austin Queso? Well, I think we learned why when we looked at how many people actually listen to the show. But that's a loose end for another season. What I'm really interested in is the facts, or I guess, opinions. This is really all just our uninformed opinion, right? But looking at it all laid out one year into this, are we really any closer to reviewing every queso in Austin? After dead ends, broken chips, and closing of fuzzies, are we really any closer to finding the best queso in Austin? We're starting this podcast with the goal to comprehensively review all of Austin's queso. At least all known Austin quesos. Yes, and possibly some unknowns. It's up in the air if this is the dumbest podcast idea or the best podcast idea ever. It's a happy medium. But that was from our first episode. Before we had gathered any clues, before we had talked to any lawyers, we still haven't done either of those things. But we have, not surprisingly, eaten a lot of queso. Court documents detail that we've been to 19 different establishments in the past year. Our researchers tell us that each serving of queso was, on average, around 10 ounces. So between Bryce and myself, that's almost 50 cups of queso. Now... Full transparency. That's just for the show. That doesn't consider our overwhelming recreational consumption of queso outside our duties here. Now, let's go back to the beginning. For our delve into the Austin queso market, we started off with a winner. We're going to start with kind of a local fan favorite, Torchies. You probably know them. I mean, I assume if you're listening to a podcast about queso and Austin, you're bound to know Torchies. Yeah, I mean, you know it. You love it. You go there all the time. <laughs> But as we dug deeper, we started to uncover something strange. They were reviewing fuzzies. Ooh. <laughs> I know. It looks more like gravy without pepper. <laughs> That's li literally an accurate depiction of this. Yeah, it's just the might be the runniest queso I've ever had. And it's just not 
Good. For the record, that Fuzzy's location is now closed. It remains one of the most concrete actions that we've been able to accomplish during our investigation, even though we probably had nothing to do with it. After closing Fuzzy's, we moved on to a much bigger piece of the puzzle. A larger piece. The large bob. Mexican restaurants everywhere have tried to duplicate this delicious Matzel Rancho original. It's really a sight a sight to be seen, and it doesn't disappoint when you start to actually dig in and eat it. Yeah, it's definitely a memorable, like you're not going to forget about this queso. You're not going to be like, what did I have last Monday at, like for dinner? Oh yeah, no, it's, you're going to be like, <laughs> I had this Bob Armstrong dip and it was really good. After seemingly reaching the peak of Austin queso in only our third episode, we decided to shift our research and focus on some notorious Austin spots like Magnolia Cafe and Gueros. And today we're going somewhere more traditional, uh, Magnolia Cafe. It's kind of just like one of those Austin places that feels like they've always just been there. Mm -hmm. They have a surprising variety of queso. Um, oh yeah, some like more variety than some of the Tex-Mex places we've been so far. It's a really good queso. It has really great flavor. This can this can hold its own in a fight against a Tex-Mex queso. Gueros. So Gueros gets a lot of hate. And I think rightfully so. <laughs> there was nothing really sort of original about it. It's just very sort of bland in terms of fl fl overall flavor. Yeah. But again, at the same time, we talked about it being sort of a tourist trap. I think they can get away with mm -hmm. charging this. And they do, obviously, because we, we bought it. Yeah, we're not tourists. Around episode six came our big break. We spoke with an insider deep within City Hall who tried to help us uncover the definitive answer to our original question. Do you have any other queso favorite spots that you, you like to, to visit regularly? You know, I have lots of those. But again, you know, I'm a mayor of the entire city. And, and my favorite spots, closely guarded, state secret. Uh, even Putin does not know <laughs> my favorite uh, queso locations. Uh, and it's probably, probably best kept that way. But he wouldn't budge. We were going to have to head back to the drawing board. But when episode seven came around... We hit our first real roadblock in the investigation. How could a pizza place have queso? This week, we are at Pint House Pizza. We're trying their El Queso. So it's a pizza place, but they do have this one Tex-Mex item on the menu, I guess, and kind of leaves like a salty aftertaste. One thing, one little caveat is I also don't know if I would want to eat this and then eat pizza. Yeah, I don't know if my... My poor colon could take <laughs> this much cheese. But we learned a hard truth. We're going to have to eat a lot more queso. We received an anonymous tip from one of our Twitter followers about a place that neither of us had ever heard of before. Tyson's Tacos. But I really, really like their, their regular queso with the Rajas. I think the, the flavor mixture is just really good. They're not exactly tough chips. Especially, which isn't really a problem normally, unless you do have some chunkier things in your queso, like an absurd a, amount of guac or a really like thick mass of chorizo. It was a good tip that sent us in the right direction, but we needed a little more context. We had to go back to an Austin original. It's Kirby Lane Cafe. I don't know. It wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. I think it's, it's really middle of the road and it's the perfect Sunday brunch queso. Um, like your parents are going to love it. <laughs> your, your small children love it. It's just, it's not offensive. Yeah. Reliable. So like if you happen to have a queso craving at like 2 a.m., it's there 
and it'll probably be the same, like very consistent every time. Not bad, not great, and a little bit of nostalgia. But what if the answer wasn't Tex-Mex? This fan theory that originated on our subreddit got us thinking, and we took action to investigate a more traditional kind of queso. Saison. Uh, so, I, I don't know how they didn't say it to us, but I, I imagine it's Sasson. Like, well, yeah, the accent, the accent mark falls on the O. So it's Sasson. Yeah, but it's basically like literal melted cheese, like not cut with anything like any dairy, like any other dairy, like to make it stay runny. I don't think I'm disappointed. It's just sort of different than what I expected there. I think they could cut down on the Pico. Oh, yeah. um, I think they could Too work Pico. to sort of. Uh, maybe more cheese or just make the blend more fluid. It is a pretty authentic place. Like it, that seems like a not like there's not so much Tex in that. Mm-hmm. It's a more, whole lot more Mex. It was at this point in the investigation that all the quesos started to blend together like cheese blends with guac. But no, we've moved on from Bob Armstrong. They came quickly. Hula Hut, quesos, fresas, curras so similar it was hard to differentiate between them and then came the fries pop dotty this is quite different Uh, it's not like cheese fries where it's like fries smothered in cheese this is like literally just queso where you're like dipping it in sort of how i see this is this is the wendy's frosty hack gone (laughs) wrong Um, i was just thinking that (laughs) but it turns out the fries were just a distraction just a, a red herring in the case we needed a sign. This is uh, an Austin icon. Um, not necessarily the queso, but the thing next to the queso. Their sign is pretty famous. It's uh, it's El Arroyo. El Arroyo's sign. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're reviewing, just the sign. We're just taking a look at their sign and seeing, no, because uh, today's wasn't actually particularly funny. <laughs> it was just like a dad joke, basically. <laughs> it was, the, no, not basically, it was a dad joke. <laughs> Due to declining merch sales, we had to step away from the podcast, or specifically, my co-producer, Don, had to um, leave Austin for an extended period of time where we weren't able to continue our investigation. But then we returned, because a lead came calling. This, this might be the most hyped queso ever. Considering most queso doesn't have hype. <laughs> yeah, it was a while ago when they were talking about like Chipotle will never add queso. And then they're like, oh, we're going to add queso. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, I remember that. And to think that um, this probably had more like consumer testing and than any other queso in the history of the world. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they should have just taken it to like a barbecue. Like that would have been the real test, not... Mm-hmm. New Yorkers in a test kitchen. There's been a lot of uh, negative press. There's also been a lot of people. They've been like on Twitter, like, oh, it's not that bad, especially if you don't have queso in your state. I'd rather go without queso than eat this. I would rather buy Velveeta cheese in a crock pot (laughs) than buy this. This turned out to be a huge disappointment, but it's hard to be disappointed when your expectations were so low to begin with. This past month, we went to Mati's and Taco Deli, but those turned out to be dead ends. And here we are now, doing a parody of a podcast that came out three years ago. Now it's possible we may never get to review every case in Austin. There will always be some unanswered questions in this investigation. One year has passed, and we're still not sure what the perfect recommendation is when someone tweets at us what case to get. 
We're still not sure if anyone actually listens to this podcast. We're still not sure how Fuzzy's queso was so goddamn watery, but we'll keep searching for those answers next time on I Love Queso So Much.